You want all the inside dirt? That's the muck. Coming from the Montgomery basketball experts? That's the mire. I'm Montgomery assistant coach Joe Bassford. I'm Montgomery head coach Chris Grundy. And this is the Muck and Meyer podcast. This is the Muck and Meyer podcast. This is the Muck and Meyer podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Muck and Meyer podcast. I am Keith Glock. I am without my partner, Brandon Fury, this week. Uh, so if typically we are a duo uh, as we sling the Muck and the Meyer for you, uh, on this video and podcast, I will be slinging solo today as I bring you my take of the week. Uh, the play, I will bring the fury for you even without Brandon here. And then I will let you know what we have coming up on tap for the next week. So first, let me give you my take of the week. My take of the week is this. When you're in education, like I am, people give you books a lot. They just, you know, whether it's your boss gives you a book and I don't know that that's necessarily specific to education. It's just a thing that happens, you know, when you work. Read this book. This is great. This is about something that we were just talking about. And, and uh, or you get an article from somebody. And and the dog is very excited, obviously, as you, you can hear in the background about this. That you read the book. Well, at least this is me. I've reflected on this, you know, any a lot of the times that I've been given books by a boss or by you know, a, a visiting speaker or, or something like that. And I've said to my colleagues, can you believe somebody wrote a book about that and somebody else published it? Because that's just common sense. I cannot believe that there's 250 pages of somebody's common sense that they wrote down and I am sure they got a healthy advance from the publishing company and then sold a whole mess of copies and maybe got some royalties after the fact. I wish I had thought, to write down all of this common sense about this topic, because if I did, then I would have been rich, or at least richer than I am now, which is to say it all, because I'm not. So what I'm going to say to you right now might be common sense. I might be giving you the book right now, but maybe nobody has synthesized it for you in this way. How we react to anything is truly a reflection of our expectations of the situation. So let me give you an example. Let's say you are a high school student and your entire school life, you are a high B or a high C, low B student, 77 to 81. Those are the grades that you've gotten your entire academic career. And you're a sophomore in high school, you have a chemistry test, and this is a particularly difficult chemistry test. And you get the test back from the teacher and you got a 79. You get that thing and you go home and you tell mom like, and you put that thing on the refrigerator and you go like, mom, this test was hard as heck. And look, I got almost a B on this one. And you are feeling great about things. You're loving life. Now, if you are a different student and your entire academic life, you have gotten 94s to 96s and you sit in that same classroom and you take that same chemistry test and you get that same result, 79. You are now questioning everything that you did to prepare for that test. You are questioning, am I smart enough? You are wondering if you're going to get punished when you go home. Uh, The way that you have reacted to different people in the same class on the same assessment with the same result have completely antithetical responses 
to the same result because it is a reflection of their expectations of what they were going to do on that test. How does that relate to Montgomery basketball? I'll tell you this. Tuesday night, Montgomery hosted Middletown North. They were six and, Montgomery was 6-0 going into the game, and Middletown North came to the Cougar Den and beat them. The reaction from a lot of us, myself included, was like, wow. We lost this game, a game that we did not think that we should have lost coming into the game. And, you know, I I don't know what the reaction from the short conference would have been or or anything like that. I can only speak to the Montgomery reaction. It was disappointing. I was disappointed. Middletown North was a good team. They played hard. They played fast. They played moderately physical. But they played probably to the top level of their ability. And the reason why it was so disappointing was not because they are a garbage team, because they are not a garbage team, Middletown North. They are a quality basketball team. But are they a quality basketball are they such a quality basketball team that they should have come to Montgomery and won? I don't think so. And I don't think that that is speaking badly of Middletown North. I think that's just Montgomery's a very, very good basketball team. So the expectation level from those in and around the program and the casual observers like myself, that is what led to the level of disappointment, especially after you've gone on the road to to Linden and played as well as you did. That is what was so disappointing about that. Now, I said this in the pregame uh, on Saturday uh, against Hillsborough. I believe that if you play that game 10 times, Montgomery and Middletown North, Montgomery wins that game 9 out of 10 times. Montgomery didn't shoot the ball particularly well, and Middletown North shot the lights out of the building. They shot 50% from three-point range. They shot 50% from the floor. I don't think that that is a, a sustainable stat line over the long haul. I am such a big proponent of the mathematical statistical premise known as regression to the mean. I feel that way about when I'm talking about the NFL, especially. Uh, I feel that way uh, as we go through games. I said it on the broadcast as we were in the second half. I didn't care that Montgomery was down five, six, seven points, eight points, whatever it was, you know, at, at certain points in the second half, because I said, just relax. Middletown North can't keep shooting like this. And yet they did. They ca- it never slowed down. It defied what I would say was all normal mathematical uh, reason. They never regressed to the mean. Okay. Now, that's all well and good. But you, so here's where you have to give credit to Middletown North. Because in order for that to happen, so if, if my theory is that nine out of 10 times Montgomery wins that game, what does Middletown need to do, or what does any team necessarily need to do to beat Montgomery? You cannot play with any hesitation or any level of fear. And no matter what you want to say about Middletown North's shot selection or like that they were fortunate because, you know, there were banked three-pointers and banked foul shots and, and whatever. Now, I don't particularly care about that because, not, you know, to a normal quote-unquote person who has some self-doubt that could be a problem. Let's get into that a little bit. We saw it in the NBA bubble uh, that occurred over the summertime. 
and you certainly saw it in the high school season to this point. Even though now there are going to be fans allowed into the games, I don't know that it's going to be a level or an amount of fans that are going to make a difference to winning and losing a basketball game in a way that that it otherwise might have in other years. In, in a game where sometimes you're just down, you don't have a lot of energy, you can feed off of that crowd energy. In the NBA bubble, in this high school season, there were no uh, like crowd. There was no crowd energy that a team could feed off of to win. You have to day in day out. In the NBA, it was night in night out. After whatever it was, whenever they were playing, you had to create your own energy and excitement within your own team. Just had to be done. If you didn't have that intrinsic drive, the intrinsic hustle, the intrinsic go, 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 you were sunk. You are sunk. So as that relates to Middletown, give them all the credit in the world because their confidence never wavered despite banking in three-pointers. They just kept shooting. They kept shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting. That's the kind of team that I want if I am any coach in America. If I'm Montgomery, and, and Montgomery has shown that they are that team. They, you, you And you heard, like even points earlier in the season, Coach Grundy had screamed out loud um, to JT Simborski after he had missed two threes and then was a little hesitant on you know shooting another open three-pointer. Don't stop shooting. Middletown North never, ever wavered in their confidence in terms of putting the ball up. And that is the reason that they won. If I want a confident person in life, like any guy, any guy who is in search of a girlfriend, if you, the guy that I want, if a guy who is his whole life dated pretty girls, it's been pretty girl after pretty girl after pretty girl. He has no problem walking up to a pretty girl out at a restaurant somewhere and asking her for her phone number and asking her if she wants to go out. The guy, that's just easy, okay? Not saying that's ever been me. That's just, that's the kind of person whose confidence I want. The guy, the, or, or that's, that's easy for that person. The kind of person I want to hang out with is the guy who just got shot down by three pretty girls, but still has the confidence to go ask the fourth one if she wants to go out to dinner and ask her for her number after he just got shot down by the first three pretty girls. That's the kind of confidence that Middletown North played with when they came to the Cougar Den on Tuesday night. That's the only way that Middletown North beats Montgomery one out of that 10 times. Because if they don't shoot 50% from three and 50% from the floor, they don't win that game. They just don't. I'm sorry. Montgomery played well enough to win, even though they did not play to anywhere near the offensive standard that they have set. Our reaction to what happened is a reflection of our expectations. Our expectations are, were, are, remain up here. That's why that loss on Tuesday was so disappointing. It's just the way it is. It's common sense. Maybe I should write a book. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Well, I, I don't have the strength to write a book. I got too much other stuff going on. It's just the way that it is. Now, let's take a, a look at what Montgomery did after that, and which is why I think they are one of the better Montgomery... Well, I think it's obvious to say that they're one of the better Montgomery teams. They might be, by the time this gets done, if they make a, a run through the 
Skyland Conference tournament, the first, the inaugural Skyland Conference tournament, which I don't even know if it's ever going to exist again after this season. So maybe the only time it ever happens. They make a run through that tournament and, and win, you know, despite not having a normal state tournament and county tournament, we might be able to look back on this team uh, as one of the best that uh, uh, Coach Grundy has ever had and maybe one of the best that's ever come through the high school. Um, but there's a lot of basketball to be played between this and that. But here's Saturday was an example of why that's a possibility. You had Tuesday night losing to Middletown North stuck in your craw for days. All you want to have happen after you lose a game like that is you wish you had a game the next day. You want to get that bad taste out of your mouth, wash your mouth out with Listerine, spit it out, and move on. Not only did Montgomery not have that opportunity because they didn't have another game to play right away, it's snowing and now we're cooped up inside. You can't even you know, practice the way that you might normally, you know, everything was just, you had time, you had days to dwell on this negative result. So I was interested to see how Montgomery was going to come out on Saturday at Hillsborough. And, and it was not only a reflection of the Tuesday loss to Middletown. It was also because you can kind of throw most times the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, when it comes to rivalry games, because anything can happen in a rivalry game. Emotion has the ability to uh, override a lot of rationality when it comes to rivalry games. Uh, you've seen it a lot through the years. This was not so. And that's why this Montgomery team is really, really good. Really, really good. Hillsborough stood no chance. Ryan Curry was a wrecking ball. Chris Rubio was a wrecking ball. They came out, bang, bang, bang. Three-pointer, three-pointer, three-pointer. Simborski, Prescott, it was off to the races. It was one of the most impressive displays of sharing the basketball from Ryan Curry, from any Montgomery point guard that I have ever seen. The pass from Curry to Rubio through three guys, three-quarter length of the court, catch Slam dunk finish from Rabio was one of the highlights of the last decade. And, and I, I fully mean that. I don't believe I am exaggerating. I think that that is, it's just an unreal look. I shared that look with, uh, that play uh, with some folks who are not Montgomery people. And the response I got was, holy crap, that was awesome. Where are those kids going to college? So that is kind of the reaction that not only I had, that other people had. So that's probably as good a spot as any uh, as we can uh, wrap up my take as I'm slinging the muck solo this week. And uh, I will now bring you the Fury, uh, even without Brandon Fury, my play of the week. And I just described Ryan Curry coming up court and he had his head up the whole time and he found Chris Rubio who was able to finish around the rim high above it. Let's take a look at it. There's a corner three, Rubio with the closeout, and boy, he has 
just uh, the long, wow, what a feed from Curry and a finish from Rubio. Holy cow, the pass, the finish, everything on display from Curry to Rubio. Vision, I was looking at that saying, whoa, 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 where are you going with that? And he said, no, no, I see this tiny window, I can get it there. Oh my goodness gracious. All right, let's tell you what we have on tap on the Meyer this week. Obviously, this uh, podcast drops uh, in everyone's feed Monday morning uh, and premieres on YouTube 5 a.m. every Monday. If you have not already, if you're watching or listening to us uh, after having been shared uh, by a friend, make sure that you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, subscribe on whatever you uh, platform you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, doesn't matter. Subscribe, rate, review. It all helps us out. We really appreciate it. Uh, Monday night, uh, as you listen to this Monday, so that would be either tonight or maybe it's already happened, uh, which should just tell you you need to listen to us a little bit sooner in the week. Uh, Montgomery has picked up a game, the game that they lost last week uh, to Snow and Phillipsburg. St. Joseph High School of Metuchen comes to the Cougar Den in a cross-county rivalry, a 7-3 and GMC powerhouse St. Joe's team uh, comes in, uh, has only lost to St. Benedict's, Roselle Catholic, like state powerhouses. This is going to be a good one. I'm really excited. But I, I, I want to, before we get too much into that, because I want to leave something for the pregame, uh, I have a funny story about the, the last time that St. Joe's came to Montgomery. This is years ago, but it involves a familiar name. And I know I've told this story on the air before, but uh, it, it bears repeating. Carl Anthony Towns, Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, NBA All-Star Carl Anthony Towns uh, of St. Joe's Metuchen uh, came to Montgomery. And uh, let's face it, the kid was a dominant high school basketball player. It's the reason why he went to Kentucky. It's the reason why he's an All-Star in the NBA. So when he was at St. Joe's, uh, the game plan was if he wanted to shoot from the outside, you were going to let the big man shoot from the outside because... You know, he does everything pretty well, but of all of that stuff, shooting three-pointers is probably the thing he does least well and the thing that we could probably defend best. And, you know, if he has a poor shooting afternoon, uh, that you know, you can maybe come away with a victory. So now Coach Grundy, as we know, has the potential to be very loud at times when he uh, gives his instructions out on the court. So uh, one of his loud instructions was to allow Carl Anthony Towns to shoot a three. So uh, Carl Towns, uh, this is before he was Carl Anthony Towns. He was just Carl Towns at the time. Uh, Carl Towns pulls up and knocks down a three. Okay, you tip your hat. A little while later, we come back down the court and now he's going uh, to shoot at the basket that's uh, in front of the Montgomery bench. And he is on the near side of the court closest to the teams. And he's kind of right in front of Coach Grundy. And Grundy instructs the team something like, no, let him shoot, whatever he had said with his instructions. And what does Carl Towns do? He pulls up from way downtown and knocks down a three-pointer and just turns to Coach Grundy and say, with his hand still up and says, come on, Coach, put a hand up. And it's just, it's one of my favorite stories of all time. 
there is no Carl Towns on uh, St. Joseph. Uh, luckily, he's he's up in Minnesota playing with the T-Wolves. Um, but just a, a great story from, from through the years, and we have a lot of those. But uh, a fantastic game on tap Monday evening in the Den uh, as the 7-3 and St. Joseph's team comes to Montgomery. Uh, another thing I want to get you excited about, Tuesday night in Montgomery, also a home game, the second game uh, of the season against Ridge. Um, but the thing to get excited about is it is senior night and we will honor the three seniors, uh, Matt Prescott, uh, Chris Rubio, and Noah Vlasic. And we at the Meyer have put together uh, a piece of video that I have to tell you, having sat down with the young men and with Coach Grundy uh, at the beginning of last week in preparation for uh, this, what has come out of, of this is truly awesome. You are going to, uh, I think, really get a look behind the curtain at who these three seniors are, what the basketball program means to them. And, um, you know, having watched it, I shared it with my sister, uh, who, you know, does not live in Montgomery, but, uh, you know, is a fan certainly of the team, but doesn't really know any of the of the players. And, you know, because it's easy when you know the kids and you know the players to get excited or to get sentimental and uh, I had shared it with her and I said, you know, hey, just give me your honest opinion on this because, you know, it's not going to get out there and I can make changes until, you know, really the day of, uh, that we're going to put it live. And she called me and she said, I am not just saying this to you because you are my brother. She said, that was awesome. Those kids are phenomenal. So I, I tend to agree. It is a, a great piece of film. It's about 15 or 16 minutes long. We're going to make sure that we build that into the pregame Tuesday uh, along with the actual senior night uh, with uh, parents and their uh, students. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So that'll be the second of four games uh, this week. And then Montgomery will take to the road for the final two scheduled contests, currently scheduled contests anyway, uh, of the 2021 season uh, at Immaculata and at North Hunterdon. Both those games will be live on the Meyer as well. Uh, a 7 p.m. opening inbound at Immaculata on Thursday night and a 1 p.m. opening inbound at North Hunterdon on Saturday. Uh, I believe the seeding meeting for the Skyland Conference Tournament, which is going to take place uh, next week, so that'll be the tw- uh, the week of February 29th, uh, will begin the Skyland Conference Tournament. Uh, it's a guaranteed three games for everybody, so um, we have uh, probably about seven games left on tap uh, for the Cougs. So uh, we are right at the halfway mark of the season, which is just incredible to me because, you know, you're used to playing 27, 28, 29 games, and uh, we're going to be lucky to get 15. So um, that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, that will do it for this edition of the Muck and Meyer podcast. Make sure you tune into everything that the Meyer has going on this week. Subscribe to us on social media. We are at Meyer Radio on Twitter, at M I R E Radio. And we are at Monty Meyer Radio on Instagram. Head over to our, uh, YouTube channel, subscribe over there uh, and get alerted for all of our live broadcasts and uh, what we have coming out there for you. Uh, And we look forward to coming back to you Monday night live from the Cougar Den as Montgomery hosts St. Joe's of Metuchen. This is the Muck and Meyer podcast. Next week, we will not be slinging solo. Brandon Fury will be back. Thanks for listening.